I'm going to boldly predict that I'm going to come back and beat Pops today. Thanks to Vlad having a three-point game. Someone started drinking early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your, your record of predictions isn't very good going back to last week. I think you predicted I was going to come back and beat you. So. I was just saying that <laughs> to be hurtful. That's his new thing. It's not really my new thing. <laughs> to be hurtful. It's his thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm exactly. sorry. The word new had no place there. <laughs> I knew you mean since I've been alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> chronicle concerning the mundane weird and maybe even sometimes dramatic happenings of a simple fantasy baseball league this podcast captures the thoughts and musings of greg joe jack and tim four of the 10 owners in the league download this podcast on itunes or wherever you get your conspiracy filled podcast content you can also check us out on facebook instagram and the twitter this is episode 57 entitled Geppetto and Watson. Good morning, Bacher Nation. And welcome to the week of Vladino. GK, how are you doing? Oh my gosh, what a week. I'm on cloud nine, guys. I haven't slept all weekend. It's been wonderful. <laughs> it's finally here. Finally. Have you seen any of his at-bats or anything like that? I've seen all of his at-bats. <laughs> <laughs> his first at-bat, he turned on a pitch, but he caught it kind of mid-barrel, but it still went out to the wall. I was like, oh, yes, it's begun. Oh, I'm going to come back this year and win my division. He's over Thank one. you, Vladito. Yeah. In our league it's basically if he's still in the minors right because he's on your team right there's not like he's not going to take you <laughs> oh, to the championship right oh <laughs> look who's talking you're about to be one and four as well buddy boy so i'd uh i'd tone down the trash talking <laughs> but but he, he, i swear he's going to be my roy hobbs <laughs> i'll give you a little satisfaction you were in my head a little bit as i was watching him um you know warming up and one of the announcers in toronto was like well, there's a lot of new things here for Vlad, you know, or, you know, for Vlad to get used to. One of them is he hasn't really played a lot on turf. And I was like, oh, my oh. God. <laughs> his knee. His knee. Watch that right yeah. knee. Didn't Roy Hobbs have a, a bum knee as well? No, he had a bum abdomen because there was a bullet in it. Oh, yeah. That's the old uh, 
bullet in the yeah. gut. That's right. Yeah, no turf toe back then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's um, it is it's exciting. Um, the 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 guy. I mean, the, again, the first player with a what eighty hit tool in in mm-hmm. forever for who knows how long. I mean, the, since Mike Trout. That's right. You know, I remember Griffey Junior being a, a big deal coming up. Mm-hmm. Chipper, A Rod, mm-hmm. all of them kind of pale, and maybe it's because of the social media aspect or, or what have you. But uh, the only one I really remember coming up to this much fanfare was Bryce Harper. It always comes back to Bryce. Uh, yep, yeah, yeah, see. <laughs> I, I think we need to stop here because we have some younger listeners, including Dusty. Does he know who Griffey and A Rod? <laughs> has he heard of them? Good yeah, point. But, baseballreference.com. Yeah. Yes, okay. So we'll we'll leave a link on the site for you, Dusty, in case you need to look that up, <laughs> young man. So uh Detective Swag is back in the house. Detective, how are you? I'm good. What an off season. I'm oh no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm uh, I'm excited about being here with you gentlemen as always. So for listeners at home, you don't get to see this, but uh, when we sign into the studio, we get to pick our names and Swag signed in as Detective Swag <laughs> with his Belmar police hat on. Joe, good morning. We already started off with some jokes in poor taste with you, but I do want to say welcome, good morning, and I think, how are you today, sir? I am Drew. as excited as Tyreek Hill in a room full of toddlers. Mm. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, my. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Joe's a Chiefs fan, so he's allowed to say that. Oh. Wow. Okay. So again, welcome to the week of Ladito. I'm so happy. It looks like, are you wearing the uh, Dominican flag today, Greg? Is that <laughs> no? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and I'm the weird one for talking about handshakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. For a man crush, all of us are going to have some fun. And, and oh my God, the smile. Ladito's smile lights up a room. Mm. I mean, he just, that's amazing. That's amazing. I, I did find myself thinking like this kid just turned 20 and he was just, he seemed pretty calm and he took a lot of like close pitches for that were balls, but were really close. He didn't seem phased. That's for damn sure. Yeah. But did he have a, a, a handshake for every teammate? I mean, no, no, oh, give him a chance, oh, okay. but they right. did. But the Toronto announcers did say <laughs> That on his first day, he was at batting practice. He was giving advice to teammates on how to improve their swings. Oh, <laughs> oh that'll win some friends. Right yeah, there. Yeah. I like it. One was my backup catcher, Danny Jansen, you know, uh, just recent Blue Jays prospect himself and having a rough start to the year. And, and, and they were like, yeah, Vladdy was working with Danny Jansen in the box today during batting practice. What a teammate this kid is, oh you know, day one, and he's already trying to help his team. This kid is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that would make say, yeah, Danny Jansen, there's not a whole, he goes up to like, you know, one of the veterans and starts telling yeah. him, you know, hey, you should do this. Hey, you should do, shut up, kid. I, you know, I appreciate yeah. the fact that you're a uh, an 80 hit tool. But, yeah, he's uh, not going to uh, tinker with Justin Smoke's method. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So before we get to the scores, given that John Cruck is our mm. Zeus, right? We think about the the gods in our super niche, highly specialized dynasty league. We've recognized Cruck as the holy one. And I figure since we're doing this on Sunday mornings now, we should probably start off an episode with a Cruckism. Mm. I like it. Kind of get us going, get us ready for the show. Okay. So this is uh this is from our fantasy baseball god, John Cruck, and I quote, I try to dumb down out there, 
They tell you to stay within yourself, so that's what I do. Mentally, I'm not going to outthink myself too often. Thank you, Crook. <laughs> Amen. Okay, so let's get to the scores. <laughs> I love that guy. This is pretty easy. We've got the Philadelphia Experiment crushing the Funkin' Punks. We have the street people crushing Mr. Blonde's heroes. Although, bold prediction. Bold prediction. Uh, Trey Mancini's banged up, and so... Uh, much like Roy Hobbs, I'm calling in Vladito off the bench in the eighth inning and sticking him in there, and we'll see what happens. Awesome. Okay, great. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? Or you, you good? No, that's okay. good. All right. So yeah. street people are going to win, um, and we got uh, – <laughs> that's that's tough, man. You bring up your best prospect, and you still can't beat Pops. In the, that's, in the well, week, I, you lose to Pops. That's oh, right. Well, but that's, he, I couldn't start him. He didn't come up until Friday. So. And he yeah, wasn't. He, he was on my bench. It's Vladito. This is the week of Vladito. Come on. Well, I mean, it's, the day's it, not over yet, boys. You think that's going to get to him, Tim? That that I mean, he's literally on uh, on after this week. What must be considered the worst team in the league? I mean, one uh, and four dropping to pops. It's a Greek tragedy. Well, Pop already has one win. Who else did Pop's beat already? I think Vladito is just, he's so epic. He's so good. He's so superhuman. There's only one way this can go. It, it is a Greek tragedy in the mix. <laughs> but we still love you, Greg. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be there for you when you pick up the pieces. The curse of oh. Vladito. Reardon Metal is crushing Omission Commission. Pacing the league. Oh, my God. We have the Dreamers crushing Lethal Injection. And then we have the tightest game of the week, which is uh, St. Locash, not my favorite team anymore, and 47 <laughs> Ronin. Uh, this one's a toss-up, although the Trash Pandas are probably end up winning. And I just got to say, as much as I was in love with the Pirate staff mm. the previous four weeks, uh, they have not won a game yet this week, and I am going to lose this game because of the Pirates. Yeah. Yes. Well, not because of the Pirate staff you're not going to lose. You're going to lose because of the Pirates hitters who are terrible. Even these losses, the Pirate staff, with one or two exceptions, have pitched decently. They they, they just can't fucking hit. They, they're, they're the worst. Ugh. Well, they've given up 38 earns runs this week, so the two yeah. exceptions were quite exceptional. Yeah, so, they were. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, my team is an absolute dumpster fire no so, it was oh it was inevitable you just now you know they're terrible again and move on i do so, i still like them i still like yeah. them. i just i don't know that i love them uh, as mm -hmm. much as i used to so no surprises this week other than omission commission way down and probably lethal injection uh way down okay bockers well there were so, there were some interesting trades last week i don't know if that interesting but uh we do want to make sure that we give you all the news of what's happening in all of it that's right the details so we've got lethal injection and bad street making a trade so clint frazier carrot top frazier is <laughs> traded for austin hayes that was kind of an interesting one mikey on lethal injection uh pops's son i should remind the audience actually picked up clint frazier and then immediately traded him within an hour or so to Pops for, uh, you know, a, 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 a mid-level prospect, Austin Hayes, plays for Baltimore. That was an interesting move. And actually, Dusty, hey, Dusty. Dusty took some umbrage uh, to the move. Although, if you break it down, it kind of makes a lot of sense. Dusty's becoming, uh, you know, Detective Swag's Watson. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Dusty, you'll be known as Watson from now on. So, <laughs> so Watson was on the case. Uh, and then Watson uh, went ahead and uh, traded with 47 Ronin. 
So 47 Rona moved Alex Bregman, the young stud third baseman from Houston, to the Dreamers and uh, in return received Jordan Groshans. Uh, I'm trying to catch a little of that Vladito buzz off of Toronto, a little shortstop uh, prospect, and then Rafael Devers, the third baseman for the Red Sox. Uh, also, 47 Ronan traded omission commission. So Luke Voigt, Yusniel Diaz, and Christian Pash, I think is the way to say it. Mm. And then in return, 47 Ronan receives Luis Urias, the second baseman for San Diego. So there you have it. Those are the moves this week, folks. A couple of those trades, uh, you know, got me kind of thinking, and I started, um, I put on the old uh, fedora and uh, got into a little bit of my uh, detective work this week. And I, I, I just mm. wanted to kind of dig into a couple of hey, things. Hey, Swag, before yeah, you go yeah. further, could mm. you take a picture of yourself in the fedora and then put that up on Facebook for all our listeners that are interested to see? Just the fedora? Just the- <laughs> 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 Can you just put a picture of a fedora? Um, the so, fedora, um, yes. So it, again, in, in watching the, the trades go this week, I realized that, you know, again, Tim involved in, in both of those, um, you know, the, the first one, kind of a goofy thing. There's a little bit behind Mike and Mike's dad's trade, but not really important enough to get into. But Tim, you know, traded, again, the Dreamers and Omission Commission um, in, in both deals, making each team a little bit better right now. <clears throat> Tim is also, obviously, we've talked about traded uh, myself uh, and Joe. Um, since the end of last season, making both of our teams quite a bit better as well. Um, both considered playoff bound teams uh, or the potential. Again, as we know, we have this this five team for four spot situation going on. Okay, great segment. I think we should uh, go ahead and take a break, gentlemen. And <laughs> so obviously, uh oh, I don't know. I don't like the way this is going. I love it. Oh, I'm sure you do, Greg. So, so it's easy to, to look into this and see that, you know, Tim is, is a smart manager. We all know that. We know there's five teams fighting for four spots. So something that if you were in the position that Tim was in, you could kind of use that to your advantage back and forth. And, hey, don't you want to win? Hey, don't you want to win? Hey, don't you want to win? And and in doing so, Tim is, has put together a, a team of the future that literally every one of his potential players in his potential lineup will have been in the top five uh, prospects at one point or another from Francisco Mejia, uh, Bellinger, Nick Senzel. He's got Bichette and Urias now coming up. Willie Adamas was up there. Eloy, Robles. He's got Alvarez, who, who by the way, has just recently leapfrogged Kyle Tucker uh, in the Astros farm system because of what he's been doing. So that guy you may not know as well as the rest of them, but you will. Uh, Devers. Um, so this guy, again, putting together a, a hell of a team for a couple years from now. But that's not all he's doing. In my opinion, Tim is creating a, a new game for himself. It's been joked about. It's been referenced. Uh, I think Joe has mentioned checkers versus chess. I have a theory that that Tim is bored with, uh, with just playing fantasy baseball. Uh, back in 2008, we uh, decided to, to, as Tim had mentioned earlier, kind of reform the league. We had played in another league. This was a new one. It was the beginning of the Juiceless League. And um, at that time, me and Tim actually had had combined. We were going to co-own a team. Shortly into that season, Tim decided that he did not want to be a, a co-owner, that he had another plan, that he wanted to kind of start over. So he did. He, he split off. I, I will point out that that league was formed with um, six of the previous league owners. So the, the 
old timers, and then two new guys, basically Joe and Greg, who you guys now know as uh, Joe and Greg here on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, both of them were friends of Tim, and and hey, since we're doing this, I know a couple of guys. You know, they'll get into it. They're fun guys, so on and so forth. So, smart. I said they were smart. Smart guys, absolutely, and and they are. So in 2010, we we go. <laughs> We move forward a couple of years. Things are going great. The league's going great. Um, everyone's nice and happy. Chris has had his two championships. I had one at that point. The Benigno's running the league as expected. That's kind of how things <laughs> went up to that point. And everyone was happy. But then in uh, 2011, things started to change a little bit. I don't think I've ever seen Greg put the microphone down. <laughs> and again, I, I apologize. It's a little lengthy, but you know, when you do the work, you do the work. It's fascinating, Jack. Keep going. 2011, things came around and, and Ronan got their first championship. Uh, they won in 11 and in 2012. So not only had they succeeded in obviously becoming the champion, but also moving the Benignos out of the championship, which is basically where we kind of were at that point. Tim's plan is, is moving forward as he'd like. He's now running the league. It's his league all of a sudden. It's two championships in a row. In 2013, something went wrong. I'm not sure what. Up until then, things went great for him, but something went wrong, and somehow a Benigno slipped back into the fucking championship. Unfavorable randomness. So in 13, I won. And that, in my opinion, is when this thing really kicked into high gear. Shortly after that, the date, May 7th, 2014, shortly into the next season after my last championship, there was a trade. And that trade was Gregory Polanco, Byron Buxton, and Jorge Alfaro for Josh Sale, Derek Jeter, and Bryce Harper, the famous Harper trade. So at that point, the possibility of one of the Benignos getting back to the championship had strongly diminished, and Tim was aware of it. Um, supposedly, there's a curse that surrounds this trade, and supposedly, for some reason, Tim has tried to convince everyone that I'm the one that created the curse, when in fact, the first time the curse was ever brought up was by Chris Benigno, the traitor of Harper, and still, Tim went on to win two championships with Harper while he was cursed. Uh, didn't seem to be a, a big deal for him. Then Tim brought in two new players, Scott and uh, the Mondays. So now all of a sudden, again, two great guys, good players, strong. They're all over the place. Very smart. He said, good looking, except Dusty, he said, not so much. <laughs> two, two great guys. There's three people. Which one's not a great guy? <laughs> <laughs> My bad. One total asshole. Two great guys. <laughs> So now all of a sudden, again, great league, all, everybody plays nice together. Not everybody really connected, but 50% of the league now is, is either Tim or someone Tim brought into the league. He now has some connection with half of the league. And if you did it by weight, 85% of <laughs> Tim or his friends. Um, so fast forward, now we're in 2016. Tim now has four championships. He gets bored. He drops off one more year. And then in 2018, wins again and realizes that this is just not fun for him anymore. In my opinion, Tim has played a different game this entire time. And he's not content with just winning this league. Tim is now playing with all of us. We are all just little 
little action figures in Tim's big game. He is dictating who goes where, who gets better, who makes the playoffs. Tim literally has traded the playoffs for 2019. In my opinion, Mm. I think Tim has played us and, and like I said, has created this playground now, which he dictates. Tim has gone from 2009, where he was one of the worst teams in the league, Two years later, he won a championship. Then he won another. Oddly, the next year, he became one of the worst teams in the league again, only two years later to win a championship. And then another. 2017, guess where Tim was? One of the worst teams in the league until he won another championship and then decided now that he's going to be one of the worst teams in the league. So not only is there a pattern there, but now it's starting to get quicker. Now Tim's game is, I'm going to win one year, then I'm going to be the worst, then I'm going to win one year, then I'm going to be the worst, then I'm going to win one year. Again, this guy has created a game beyond the game. And and again, we have all become pawns in this situation. He diverts attention. He's created the playoffs. All he's wanted to talk about this year is making fun of Bryce Harper and and me and the Phillies. and, (laughs) And he's even got Greg excited about the Pirates, folks. Like, oh, the Pirates stuff is this, the part of this poor guy, Greg. You hear him a week ago? Now look at him. This is not nice. Tim has... He has created a chessboard out of this league, and we all think we have something to do with it. That's my deduction. How am I supposed to edit this? You are pushing the limits of of my just goodwill on on editing. He's deflecting it right back on you, Jack. Well, see, exactly. To my point, guys, he has me now doing all the grunt work for the league. I'm the one doing the day-to-day shit, but he's the commissioner. He still makes the decision. I am George Bush, and he is Dick fucking Cheney, everybody. This fucking guy is – now it's got to the point where he doesn't even want to actually – one off dictate what happens now he's gonna i'm gonna make these guys dictate what i want to happen ultimately (laughs) it's it's embarrassing and and again if you guys look at all the facts i think that you'll be in the same boat well well jack if you're the lead detective on this allow me to take a part as the assistant da and unpack a little bit of what you've talked about by all means so first of all, your overall premise is that we are all beanbags in Tim's personal <laughs> cornhole game. That is correct. Um, boy, that's that's a sick, sick thought. And you're also saying that Tim is very diabolical and he's playing with all of our feelings in our lives. Absolutely. Do you think his ultimate goal is to have uh, one team owner murder another one in real life? That I don't think that's impossible. I don't know the rules of the game. See, mm. I think that he and, and a group of other diabolical guys, probably eight to ten of them, all get together Sunday nights and talk about how they've dominated their league. So, it, it, again, it, they, they, they create this league, then they play within the league, but that's not the game. The game is owning the league. So, yeah, I got Jack to 5-0. and oh. He really thinks he has a shot this year, guys, mm. where, in fact, they've already gone through the entire league. Tim has already picked the winner of our league in his real game against his other diabolical league owners of, uh, owners of leagues, not just league owners, if that makes sense. Well, he has all of our addresses. That's concerning. See? Mm. The more you get into it. Well, and then lastly, and I think most significantly, I think it's probably clear to all of us as listeners 
that Jack, you need to get a fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was as you were as you were rambling on and on there. I was uh, I was looking up therapists in your area, and I can I can recommend a few. <laughs> Tim, respond, respond. Guys, there's little D again. I didn't want to get too deep into it, but I have a. Um, if you guys want to check it out, I've actually put together uh, quite a bit of information. I mean, uh, you know, just last week, like for instance, he makes mistakes. Once in a while, he makes mistakes. He, he uh, the other day, he was sitting there thinking, "Damn it, I was supposed to get Harper onto Jack's team and Arenado onto Scott's team. I messed that up. How can I fix that?" <laughs> Two days later, he and Scotty are having beers. Right, mm. sends a picture. Go back and look at that picture, and, you, and we all know how few beers it takes to get Scotty drunk. <laughs> so, <laughs> a day later, the the trade happens. A day later, just Tim just happened to have talked to me on the phone, happened to mm. have beers with Scotty, and all of a sudden, somehow, some way, me and Scotty decide to make a trade. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Respond, Tim. I wish I was that smart. No, 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 no. It's I. I love all you guys. I don't. This is not. Uh, this is not a game within a game. I'm. A, I'm a stupid fuck. Mm. That's that's Joe's ploy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you that. can't. Right, that was already. A point. Oh, come on, you already. You, somebody's already using that that's one. Right. No, no. Yeah, nope. you can't uh, you can't use somebody else's. I think ultimately he's going to engineer it so Pops is the overall champion. You realize that Tim is the one that convinced me I should should play that character. So mm-hmm. you're you're still right. On top I didn't of it. convince anything of anybody. See? The puppet master. He uses oh, laser light to control Joe's brain. <laughs> if Dusty's going to be Watson moving forward, then I would like to propose that Tim becomes Geppetto. <laughs> Geppetto and Watson sounds like a bad ABC series <laughs> after school special uh, <laughs> what's the what's the the moral here no you're wrong I deny everything you're wrong oh well <laughs> you're actually wrong my bad there, there is no unmasking there is no you know Joinks, it's so and so. No, nothing, nothing. Cue the evil laugh. <laughs> 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 really okay, boys, let's go ahead and take a quick break, uh, refresh our coffees and whatever else we're drinking, and uh, call the authorities. <laughs> What's Jack's address? <laughs> really, Jack, you might want to stay on camera while Tim goes off screen. What size straight jacket do you wear, Jack? <laughs>
with a sin Radio message from HQ Dance Commander, we love you Let's get this party started right, yo Let's get this party started right I went to the store to get more Fire to start the war Everybody in this club is whack I feel like I'm headed straight for a heart attack Girls are pretty, girls are nice Take your chances, roll the dice Welcome back, Fox. Craig, you were saying something on the break? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, as solid as and bizarre as Jack's theory is, uh, he also continues to reveal little nuggets of his own personality. And I think that there's some police protection going on in the league. And I think that uh, Mikey and Pops is rather odd sequence of roster moves and trades uh, that Jack so quickly dismissed as not very interesting uh, bears further inspection. So, Dusty, if you're out there listening, uh, if Jack's unwilling to uh, apply the law equally across the league, I hope you're you're uh, an independent voice of reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll leave that one to Watson to hunt down, and uh, maybe Detective Swag will take that on later. Something stinks. This league has been around for 11 years, as Swag had talked about. It's actually a splinter league from a league that uh, began operating 25 years ago, so in April of 1994. And this is a bit of a history lesson, Watson, so if you're listening, uh, it was actually a strike-shortened year, 1994 was. And um, a couple of things that happened in baseball that day. John Jaha, first baseman for the Brewers, hit two home runs. So John Jaha was actually a rostered player uh, in our league. Yep. Way back when. When he, when he hit home runs, he uh, I believe Mike used to do the um, the old uh, Yaha, Jaha. That was <laughs> That's it. right. That's right. On <laughs> you what was that? Baseball Tonight, yep. right? The home run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. yep. Uh, the red shortstop, Barry Larkin, also had a big day going two for three with a walk and two home runs. Barry Larkin was a stud in our league for many years. And Dante Bichette. Yes, that Dante Bichette. So for those who don't know, he is the dad of current top prospect, Bo Bichette. Mm. Dante Bichette played for the Colorado Rockies and had a home had a home run, his eighth of the year, and a stolen base and a loss to the Miami Marlins, a game that took place in Joe Robbie Stadium in Miami. Uh, Swag and I actually caught a game there. I think it was the Braves and the the Marlins, uh, the Florida, uh, yeah, Florida Marlins at the time. Sorry, Florida Marlins. Thank you, thank you, Swag. Couple other things. Uh, Twenty five years ago, Netscape Navigator was released and was becoming the market leader for browsing the web, which was very, very <laughs> new then. Netscape. Uh, O.J. Simpson fled the police in his white Bronco in 1994. The Java programming language was mm. released in 1994. Lisa Marie Presley married Michael Jackson in 1994, and Pulp Fiction and Dumb and Dumber were released in 1994. For the film buffs, sure. a gallon of gas cost a dollar nine, and a dozen eggs cost eighty six cents. <laughs> Give you an idea of nineteen ninety four. Joe, what were you doing in nineteen ninety four? Was that your first retirement? Going to work. You what? <laughs> what, what? What was it? I said going to work every day. Going to work. I was uh, getting ready to move to Florida. You lived the next yeah, year. Yeah, you lived in the heartland at that time, right? I went to the uh, first Woodstock, that revival Woodstock. It was in nineteen ninety four. The muddy one. I've told stories about that in years past. That was 94. (laughs) 
I'm still trying to forget the first one. I have no idea what I was doing in 94. <laughs> if you hadn't have brought up this, and I wouldn't have been able to tell you that when the league started. <laughs> so I know I was playing fantasy baseball that much. I do. Um, uh, you've brought up Bichette, who was, again, one of my favorites back then. My, my, um, my father and his father actually knew each other. We went to the same high school at different times. And, um, and actually, that's where uh, I got my son's name from. I actually named him after Dante Bichette, uh, oddly enough. Yeah, a little tidbit of uh, useless information. It's part of why I put it in there, but now I'm thinking after that initial piece of fiction that you put out there that uh, <laughs> I don't know if I want to highlight him. You know, maybe I'll maybe I'll highlight what Joe Carter was doing then, you motherfucker. Um, that was yeah, yeah. That was uh, he was probably still celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I love Dante. Um, it was fun times. That was we were. That's when we did. Uh, we did the scores with the USA Today, right? right? We couldn't. We couldn't even finish the scores because we didn't have the late games from the West Coast. So we'd have to do most of the scores <laughs> and then wait till the next day to get the late game scores to yep, finish them. Yep. So there you go, Dusty Watson. That's how the old people did it. Okay, so uh, one of the things I, you know, I've been watching some baseball and I've noticed that that uh, MLB has done a really good job. We, you, you see the Statcast stuff. I'm actually seeing now in live broadcast and local broadcasts, uh, infographics. They're putting infographics onto the screen to help uh, help me understand the game better, which I I totally geek out at. So um, you know, I'm I'm watching and um, I'm noticing now on on and these is multiple different games where they have the shifts, the defensive shifts, and they have a batter up. They actually are showing the batter's tendencies. Where do the balls go after mm-hmm. the batter hits? And I'm yeah, looking at the shifts. Yeah, the percentage and the and the shifts look. It makes perfect sense to me now. Like, oh, that's exactly where you would place uh, your third baseman or shortstop or second baseman. And um, it got me thinking, right? And I'm thinking about, you know, what would our in the telecast graphics be for our super niche, 25 year old, uh, very rare, nobody pays attention to dynasty league. In other words, what what graphics would go up? as people were watching our league? That's a pretty esoteric question. Uh, Joe's pain level every uh, time he loses a World Series to a Benigno. Oh, 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 my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> there would definitely be a, um, we would need a, a pretty consistent HQ meter. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then a favorable randomness uh, predictor. So what would what would the HQ meter look like? Hmm, there you go. Well, I think Tom, Tom Selleck would be on one end. Like Don Zimmer would be on on one end, and you'd progress all your way through like Don Madding. Yeah, or yeah. Something okay. like I was going to go with Kruk and, uh, and Arenado, but yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 2.5 Mattingleys or something. Yeah, like yeah. Is that what you're saying? Or? The Don meter. Yeah. The Don meter. The Don meter. What, you about, know? what about, what about uh, a level of Tim conspiracy meter? Uh, mm. Every time a trade is made. Mm. Zero. It's just zero. Curse factor. <laughs> Curse. Oh, would that be like an old Scooby-Doo kind of like ghost coming out? Like, uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it'd be more like the ghost adventures guys. You know, they have all those made up pieces of electronic equipment designed to measure like oh my god it's a, it's a 3.6 on the harper scale oh my god it's off the charts uh, this this measures electro impulses and of course we know those are ghost signatures you know you know what i wonder is why are ghosts always signing their names that they have all these signatures <laughs> never mind 
Yeah. You know, you know, it's funny uh, talking about the the curse factor, and and obviously, again, we you know had a couple of arguments over who started it and where it came from, and um, so on. You know, who believes in it and who doesn't, and um, obviously, I'm I'm you know an, a non-believer uh, in the whole curse concept. Um, I'm again one of, one of the originators of it. Um, I I had fun with now it. Now you are uh, when it benefited me, but there's no need anymore. So now who's being a puppet master? So I've decided exactly, that uh, you know there is no curse and. Um, so last week I, I traded for Bryce Harper and, and now have him on my team for the first time. And I got to be honest with you guys, Bryce literally got thrown out of the first game as a <laughs> Philadelphia experiment. The Monday that I put him in my lineup, he got thrown out of the game for, for yelling from the dugout. Like people don't get thrown out from yelling from the dugout. Like you get up in a, uh, an ump's face. That's one thing. And he did have a couple words when, when he was at bat and, and that ump sucked by the way, <laughs> but nobody gets thrown out from yelling from the dugout. So that was just weird. I'm like, how the fuck did that happen? Like, um, and then, you know, shortly after we, we, you know, watch the, the Phillies drop, you know, three or four they're they're and it's not just losing game. I mean, balls going through, you know, infielders legs like Bill Buckner, uh, Reese Hoskins slapping fucking throws to first into the stands. Uh, just, uh, again, it's just weirder and weirder. Bryce started out the week one for 14 for me with a, a multitude of strikeouts. And, and, and I, I you know, I, I sent out that <laughs> over our text. I sent out that, uh, the little, uh, uh, video of uh, one of my favorite lines from one of my favorite movies, which is because I don't fucking believe in vampires, <laughs> but I believe in my own two eyes. I was sitting there watching these things happen to my Phillies, to my fantasy guys at one point this week. And again, I, you know, I, I have a good team. I'm not, you know, there's, there's a lot of good teams in this league, but at one point I was losing to like the 2012 all-star team, John LaCroix, <laughs> Ryan Braun, Adam Jones. I'm like, who the fuck are these guys and how am I losing to them? I, I literally was just sitting on my bed going, is there a curse? There's not a curse, right? I'm talking to myself. It's me and my fucking attack Chewini sitting next to me watching the game. And, and I'm literally talking to myself, trying to convince myself that there can't be a curse. I mean, I know that's fucking ridiculous. That it, and, uh, and, and guys, I, I it got to the point where I just couldn't, I have no fucking idea why this is happening. This is happening. This is happening. Now things have settled down a little bit, but I just want to be honest with you at this point, there was a moment there where I, literally was okay maybe i and i shot a text to my brother asked him very nicely hey uh you know i got i got bryce you have the philly staff now let's just end this whole curse thing i know it's silly and there's no need to even really talk about it but go ahead and just say there's no curse <laughs> just for the hell of it <laughs> jack's like the guy who bought the amityville horror house <laughs> like after the novel came out <laughs> and I was like, oh, what a great deal. You know, you know, that sort of thing could happen anywhere. Walls bleed. Come on. It happens. Uh, again, I will I will say that the, the Phillies are back on track thanks to it. A little new shrubbery in front. Uh, I'm going to change those eerie eye-like windows and uh, we're good. 
Thanks to a few games against the Marlins, the Phillies have now recovered. Their staff is looking a little better. I am on en route to to becoming five and zero now in the league, with, even with Bryce Harper. Um, did Nolan Arenado and mm. Ozuna get a thirteen combined this week? Yes, that that hurt a little bit. Uh, did the rest of Scotty's team have thirteen points combined? Yes. So why not put them somewhere where they're not going to hurt me? No offense, Scotty. <laughs> Oh. They, they had a great, they had a great first summer in that Amityville horror house. <laughs> you know, the sad part is, is we can continue this curse talk because eventually Jack will lose a game, and then we can say, "See, you didn't lose until you got Harper." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scotty's like the the family that like either died in the Amityville house, right, or packed up and got the hell out of there, right. Was so happy that someone even bought it. Uh, <laughs> they were able to go. That was such a great. Call. Don't look back. They might change their mind. <laughs> and Scotty was like the Poltergeist family into that yeah. little motel, you know, you know, shoving the TV on a wheels out to the hallway because they don't want to Oh, that's great. Uh, again, or, or or did he wait too long? Did he, uh, did he stay in the house too long and end up uh, trapped in the basement? I mean, again, he's one week out. I mean, talk about curses. He's one week without Harper. He, he, the two guys he got got a 7.4 and a 5.4, which is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. And he got his ass kicked by 20 fucking points. So who's cursed? Mm. Our listeners. That's who's cursed. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Uh, that's why we keep the audience as limited as we possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We don't want to be responsible for that much brain damage. <laughs> People who I've just mentioned the the podcast to in the past must, at least on a semi-regular basis, looking to see if there's new episodes, because I received a text from a friend in Pittsburgh who was like, oh, I love the new season so far. And I was like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> You're still listening. That's incredible. Well, again, keep in mind that, again, we're all players within Tim's, you know, little uh, mm -hmm. little play here. So a lot of those listeners are probably fans of Tim's show, which is the Juiceless League. So there's, you know, folks ah. watching to watch his, you know, step-by-step uh, -step workings of the league. So that's probably so where most of the downloads so, are coming so from. So we're, like, we're more like the Jim Carrey character correct. in that one movie. Absolutely. Okay. We all gotcha. are. Yes. The yeah. Mosturian <laughs> candidate. That's who we are. Right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> He's our Jim Jones. Just don't drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah. Tim, the, the, the code word to activate the Mosturian candidate is going to be something like... Charles Johnson is active in the league. You know? <laughs> Maybe the keyword was Vladito and we didn't even realize it. Catfish Hunter made a quality start. That's set the, way off. Yeah. Yeah. the code word is Vladito. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> now, that would be, if I was really running it, I would have Vladito. I mean, that, he is like the biggest of the biggest catches, right? It's early still. Who's to say you won't? Right. The seeds have been planted. We've paid attention, Tim. Go back again. Tim went after Vladito. He didn't get him. And then what did Tim do for the next fucking eight months, everybody? Disparaged him and tried to sow the seeds of doubt in my mind. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> All part of the fucking plan. Just, just yeah. reported on the facts, folks. 
And he uh-huh. had a knee injury. That's that's a fact. You can go back and look at that. I, there really wasn't an orthopedist at the press conference. That was I was. <laughs> Anybody know how he got that knee injury? Uh, probably Tim pulled a fucking balloon. <laughs> so interesting, like interesting fact. In 1994, <laughs> January of 1994, <laughs> Nancy Kerrigan got her knee thwacked by Tanya Harding. So just see, it all comes around full circle. It, it, that's crazy that's that you right. would say that. Um, yeah. So, oh, crazy right. is it? Galuli, <laughs> galuli. <laughs> Oh, mm. Ladito, that smile, man. He smiles for miles, doesn't he? Like he just like mm-hmm. it I just I saw a picture of him on our website on the uh the our Facebook feed. Uh, I smiled right back at a picture on the fucking computer screen. Mm. Like that's how powerful his smile is. That he is just unbelievable. Or, or was that a smile of uh, yeah, I can see it. You're going to be on no, my team. He soon. won't. I I off and I straight up talked about Trout for Vladito, yeah. and Greg said, that. no way. Before, right, before you guys even got he in. He said, yep. no way. Nope, not going to happen. Go trade with someone else. Go give it him a jack. I don't want Trout. I just, you know, at this point, I've waited so long. I just want to see if he's, you know, going to be a, a great player or not, you know. The- he, he might not be, but I, I just, at this point, to wait so long and then not see what happens it's just anticlimactic you know i do he's wonderful and i i actually was excited for you when he came up i you were the first person i thought of when when uh vladito mm. actually was coming up and you know all through all the press and everything that everyone was talking about i was i was happy for gk i i really was and then to know that you are oh your you. box of tissues and your lotion and you're recording every every uh at bat <laughs> and uh you know just and I'm I'm content every wow. every time he comes to bat I fast forward it I pause it I call the pseudo scout and I say okay wait a second okay his first swing I think that was probably like a forty eight degree angle I think can you take a look at that Justin Yeah he's probably Dear Swing Dear Swing Plane Magazine I was watching a Blue Jays game over the weekend and I noticed <laughs> you got something to live for this season That's right yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, if Keston here just gets called up, we'll be good. I got to start praying for some injuries for other players, so that my minor leaguers come. So up. Uh, the talk now is that uh, uh, Wander Franco is the, mm. the new number one, the new Uber prospect. I got a text from Chris, or yeah, from Chris this morning, sending me uh, his updated stats and information, how well he's doing so far. <laughs> yep. Mm. Yep. I got a I got a uh, a trivia question for everybody as I've been again had to go back in juiceless history quite a bit to make some discoveries this week. What player outfielder has the most juiceless championships under his belt? Hmm. Oh wow. That's weird if I'd have followed through with what I was thinking earlier last week, I'd have already noticed. So since 2009. 2008 2008. was the first championship. So from 2008 till now, what what player has the most juiceless championships? What's the number, Jack? Four. Four. Um, We know it's not Trout. Stanton. No. And he didn't necessarily play in all the championships. He was just a member of the championship team in four different years. Got to be somebody that went back and forth between Jack and Once you guys are puzzled and want a second clue, my next request for a clue, Jack, would be 
AL or NL if he was in one league or the other. Oh, Bonds. No. Yeah. Bonds was the old league. He's an NL guy. Oh, man. A couple teams, but both NL. Give us some years then. Give us a range of years. The years he won? You give us like a range of years. Was he active closer to the 2008s or? He was on the winning team in 2008 and 2009. Okay. And he was so part of the winning team in 2015 and 2016. Whoa. So he went from Chris to Tim. Tim. <laughs> Harper. Bryce Harper. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> the cursed one. <laughs> Four championships wow. for the cursed one. So he was in the minors, and he was uh, at yeah, that time. Yeah. yeah, coming up, and yep, I think yeah. Chris brought him up in '09, and yep, and then obviously a, a pivotal part of the 2015, 2016 mm-hmm. Ronin champions. So yes, and Bryce Harper champion. has won more juiceless championships than any other player in our league. Hmm. Huh. Tim hates that you revealed that. <laughs> <laughs> You see it in his eyes now? He's got to go back and start like a new... He, no, no, he's thinking, how do I spin that? How do I spin that? What's a, what's a pithy comment that I can come up with? How can I denigrate that statistical fact? I think what he's really thinking is, boy, there goes about two hours worth of content from this. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well. If only I was half as smart as what you guys think. Uh, you'd still be three times as smart as the rest right? of us yeah. Right. yeah the best storyteller on this podcast is swag right i mean he's the one he makes curses <laughs> up he makes his personas up it's all there it's all there i just you know sometimes you just get outflanked so well you just you know you have to take it so great job swag well done well done case closed, case closed. you'll pay <laughs> All right, brothers. Well, uh, it's awesome. It's great to see you all. That's right. All right. That's awesome. Mm. There you have it. Bob all right, boys. Nation. Look, Jack already left. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> he was in and out. In and out. He moves that fast. I've got another podcast to get to. <laughs> I'm investigating a, a trash can lid that's gone missing in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> I suspect a, a local clutch of raccoons have taken it. <laughs> <laughs> trash pandas always at the source yeah. of problems right there all right guys all right, yeah there. all right later all boys right, have a good one adios good luck today thank you all right good night good night take it take care guys see you later
Joe, we could we could even add something to what was Joe doing in 1994 if you think <laughs> if that would be uh, if that would be fun. I was getting ready to move to Florida. Yeah, the statute of limitations is expired for most of what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's been right. a, that's been a, uh, a you guys should um, maybe look into vetting your players a little bit before you sign them it's you know i blame andy reed it's that philadelphia influence he he thinks he can turn everybody around well i'm sorry they just traded out of the first round to go get a guy who beat up his girlfriend in college from seattle Mm. we all have our man crushes we're we're becoming the oakland raiders (laughs) and new england can get away with that we can't i did I did leave off the fact that this whole Bryce Harper curse thing didn't really kick in until after around 2017, which was again when Tim didn't win the championship, but did decide to start a podcast. So I'm not saying that he started the podcast just to start this whole Bryce Harper bullshit, but hey, I don't know what this fucking guy's thinking. His plan is so far beyond us. <laughs> that was your curse, Jack. Uh, you you made it. Go back and listen, folks. It, it, he talk, talk about planting seeds. Where did the curse first get started talking about on Atlas? But if you can make it through one of those original episodes, <laughs> I, would like you, I would like you to tell me where the curse actually started, where the seed was planted. It is buried, right? It's buried deep in there. No one's going to make it through that. The maze <laughs> is too thick. Ever, again, part of your devious plan. That's right. We're the episode's it. probably the only one that's missing on the field. <laughs> yes, Joe, Joe gets it. I know. I know. Greg's mm. having a, uh, a, you know, even Greg's kind of split whether I'm fucking completely nuts or this is a real possibility. But Joe. That's right. Thank you. Well, just because you're nuts doesn't mean you're wrong. You know, obviously. I appreciate that. But Joe gets it. Joe's known Tim long enough. He knows that I'm not too fucking far off. No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Go ahead. Yep. Edit out. (laughs) Yes. And I'd have gotten away with it, too. It wasn't for these blasted kids and their dogs.